You are listening to Lone Star Community Radio a 104.5 KCZW LP Conroe and 106.1 KZCC LP Conroe and worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. Good afternoon, everybody. Actually, is it afternoon? It is afternoon. Oh, it's yay! 1201. Yay! Welcome to Toast of the Town with Chrissy and Mel. This the, is Melanie. And, and this is Chrissy. And this is our first show of the year. I know. I know. The first show of 2020. And oh, I am so excited. so excited. We've got a great show today. We do. And um, I'm, I'm already excited about that. I know. But we've got a, a little bit of information that we need to cover first. Yes. Anyway, we've got some stuff coming up this week. I know. Well, we have month. a lot of stuff coming up. It's it's that crazy time of year. Everybody's getting back in the swing of things mm-hmm. from the holidays. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like gangbusters. Everybody just, it's like come Monday, every Everybody was like jumping into 2020 with both feet and um, and it hasn't slowed down since. I don't see it slowing down until at least March 4th for us. <laughs> when but, it's going to come to a dead yeah, halt for but at the, least 24 hours. But, uh, but there's, there's so much going on in and around Montgomery County. You know, it, it is winter-ish. I think we should call it Ish. wintering. Wintering. Like, <laughs> like wintering, like winter, 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 spring. Uh, but things are really kicking off and getting busy. We have lots of events coming up um, tomorrow morning. I know I'm excited as well as our guest will be whenever we talk to him in a moment. Uh, morning Mingle, hosted by the Conroe Chamber, has a new location tomorrow morning. So if you would like to come out to the networking breakfast, it starts at 730. And it is going to be at McKenzie's in Conroe. It's a really great time to come out, find out what's going on, meet some great community leaders, some really great business people. You know, and it's not just about promoting your business. It's about making friends and just kind of learning about what's going on. But um, you can go to Conroe.org if you would like to go ahead and pre-register for that, like I did, because I am planning to be there. Also, tomorrow evening, starting at 630, the Eagle Forum is going to be doing a candidate forum on the 457th um, court, the new court that's just been established, uh, civil court. Um, So if you would like to find out about those candidates, you can come out for that. It's open and it's at the city of Shenandoah building. Which is really amazing. And then mm-hmm. we roll right into the, you know, first real weekend of 2020 because, you know, the last weekend everybody was still on holiday brain, so it didn't matter. I, I know. Yeah. Uh, but there's a lot of stuff going on. Um, I think this kind of goes into what we're going to be talking about today. There's going to be a vision board workshop going on at Genuine from 4 to 7 on Saturday. So if you need to go ahead and start planning your year ahead and vision boards are your thing, you can swing by for that. Never done one. Uh, I thought about it. I got all the stuff together and then I didn't do it. Didn't do it, yeah. Um, (laughs) And then um, Operation Pets Live is having pet adoptions all over the area um, at local Petco's. And I know that because I went to three of them this weekend so that my daughter could find a kitten to adopt, which, by the way, we did when we went to the Montgomery County Animal Shelter. So welcome, Missy, to the family. Um, And then you've got (laughs) um, coming up on the horizon, obviously, um, on the 18th, which is already next weekend, unbelievably. Uh, We have the Metro Go Texan Dance going on at the North County Community Center. That is a part of the Houston Livestock Show and Rodeo Metro Go Texan Committee for Connor Willis and the Woodlands. It is a lot of fun. All of the dollars raised stay here in Montgomery County and support Conroe and Willis ISD students um, through the Houston Livestock Show and Rodeo Scholarship Foundation. So if you'd like to come out for some live music and a state dinner, 
come on out. Uh, you can go and search the event on Facebook. You can buy your tickets online or just message me and I will be glad to get you some tickets. Um, coming up on the 25th, we have the Elvis Bash that is hosted by the Montgomery County Fair Association. It's another opportunity to uh, donate dollars to uh, scholarships right here in Montgomery County that is actually given back to um, kids here that participate in the Montgomery County Fair. And it's a lot of fun. Great Elvis impersonator, a great Johnny Cash impersonator, lots of great food, um, just a lot of fun. You can go to the mcfa.org website and you can get your tickets there or once again just contact me and i'll hook you up uh, and then um coming up on february 22nd we have the go texan parade which officially kicks off um houston livestock show and rodeo because houston has their parade go texan parade the yes. saturday after after so it's exciting it's almost rodeo time and fair time and you know I know, I know. So much. I know. And yeah. when when are the announcements coming out? Aren't they come for the... Uh, they for come out this week. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah so exciting time. Lots of fun stuff going on. If you want to get in, involved in some of these events... Please feel free to message us or, or, yeah, or, or leave us a comment in the show section and we'll get back to you. Yeah. But um, we're going to post the flyers up today so that everybody knows what's going on. But it really is a great time to be in Montgomery County, to get involved um, and lots of fun stuff to do. Yeah. And it, and it goes right into that, um, right into our favorite time of year, which is, um, I don't know, the country and western time of year. That's exactly right. And, and <laughs> layer that with the patriotic time of oh, the primary yeah. election. Oh, yeah. And, you know, and then there's some other That's stuff it. going on I'm on wearing, the national I'm level. Boots. I'm wearing boots. Tomorrow. Yes. Makes me feel well, good. yeah, I think we should start wearing boots every day because, you know, it's time to start kicking some butt. Oh, I'm Ooh. just saying. She said it, y'all. Yeah, she did. said it. But it is. It's, you know, it's the first, it's the first of the year. And mm-hmm. everybody goes into you know, the new year with, with plans for what's going on, right, right. or at least an idea of what they want to do and what's going on. And, and that leads us to our, our guest today, Mr. Steve Scott. How are you doing, sir? I'm doing excellent. Good. So <laughs> glad to hear it. Um, you know, we, when Mel and I first started Moxie some almost two years ago, um, we jumped into it because we were um, great collaborators, great friends. We share a lot of the same traits, but we also balance each other out a lot with our talents and skill sets. And now we're here a year and a half later, and it's been so busy, we've never really sat down. No, we haven't. And laid some things out. So this year, we were talking about how are we going to move forward. And um, we decided that, you know, we would bring an expert in. Because I think this is a topic exactly for not right. for not only individuals but for businesses too that are looking well ha- for roadmap. Even even as an individual, I mean, if you took if you totally took our business out of it, mm-hmm. you know, we always we all want to move forward. We all yes. want to improve our lives every year. Whether it's you know, there's a million of, of them. We're not even talking about um, resolutions, but everybody wants to do better in a yeah. new year. And this is a new decade, so there's a lot of newness. We thought, by golly, nobody better to talk to us. And I can't imagine that anybody in the greater Montgomery County area does not know who Steve Scott is. But Mr. Steve, for those one or two people that don't, why don't you tell everybody a little bit about yourself? Okay, I am a business coach and Mm -hmm. public speaker. I also do a little bit of political consulting. Yes. Uh, That keeps me grounded. (laughs) But uh, I collaborate with and support individuals and companies. I have... uh, Fortune 500 companies as clients. Mm-hmm. I have small collision repair center, accountants, mm-hmm. doctors, uh, business owners. Mm-hmm. And, and you also wrote a fantastic book. Oh, thank you. You're That's welcome. Right. I 
book Wings to Fly, yes. which is a daily reader, which yes. actually got me into Costco. Wow. And I did work with Costco in El Paso. So Busy, awesome. busy, busy, That's busy. Awesome. Yes. Yeah. And you travel a lot. You're not just here in Montgomery County. You do a lot of work. In the- I, I, I used to. What's mm-hmm. nice now? Almost everything. <laughs> That's right. But I've had phone clients as far away as Boston. That's amazing. And, and uh, Austin was a very fertile ground at one time. Mm-hmm. But everybody's in transition. So I'm definitely not the business coach for everyone. Right. And you get with somebody and it might be right now I have five clients I've been with over seven years. And people go, do they just not get it? <laughs> is there a problem? <laughs> I love they, that. And the answer is no. Actually, they realize that <laughs> they, they, get have, it. <laughs> they have to keep growing as an individual because everything starts with the individual sure you know so when we get into setting goals or whatever it is you want to direct me on Mm -hmm. we'll address that so what is so and i'm sure this time of year you know everybody starts getting on social media and they start you know posting their resolutions Mm -hmm. um and you hear so many i hear both sides of it resolutions Mm -hmm. are good resolutions are bad Mm -hmm. what is your opinion on that i mean is it because a resolution is sort of like a goal but kind of not really so kind of what is your your take on that kind of i don't know wavelength all right so one of the favorite resolutions at this time of year is i am going to lose oh mm -hmm. holiday weight at least yes 20 whatever it is Mm -hmm. so what's interesting we always know why we want to do something we also know what it is we need to do. So if I say I want to lose 10 pounds, maybe it's because if I lose 10 pounds, then my joints are going to feel better. Mm-hmm. What do I have to do? I have to exercise and eat differently. So everybody knows the why and the what. Okay. The challenge is always the how. That's true. It's always the how. So if you set a goal and you don't have a clear how, it generally is not going to happen. Hmm. Well, and I think that, you know, a really good thing about that, because and I would saying with the same analogy or the same topic, because there are so many different ways to lose that 10 pounds. How do you figure out the right path for you? Well, for example, in my case, I work out three times a week. Mm-hmm. Okay. I've never enjoyed group exercise. Okay. So at home, I'm set up. I have weights. I work those. I walk two miles every morning. And that's what I do. And I like having that time to myself. Mm -hmm. I like being secluded. That's what works for me. But I I have clients where they have a gym membership and they go regularly and that's what works for them. Uh, Everybody is different, but you have to discover what your path is. You can't expect somebody else to direct you on that. Because if I say, Christy, this is the way you need to do something, guess what? I have ownership of the solution, but you don't. Oh no! See, and I like I want I want somebody to say this is how to do it <laughs> because it's because I'm forcing you to do right this. because it's right, almost right. overwhelming the different options mm. on on how to get from point A to point B. Yes, and um, you know, and whenever you're you know busy business owners and parents mm-hmm. and you have all these other obligations, mm-hmm. it's really hard to find that path. So, what what is your process of helping people develop that plan that's going to work for them? Um, Everything has to be finished in your mind before it can be started. So once the future is finished in your mind, then what you have to do in the present becomes absolutely clear. Think about this. The two most productive work weeks in America are the two weeks before anyone goes on vacation. They have a positive vision of the future. 
So in other words, let's say we're all working together in an right. office. I know I'm leaving on two weeks vacation, and Mel, you're taking over my desk. Let me tell you, you will see activity out of me like you've never seen because <laughs> I don't, I don't want to be gone. And you go to your buddy Christy. I can't believe Steve. He just leaves all these things around. He didn't get anything done. When there you have you a go. positive vision of the future, then you know what to do in the present. So the first thing is to create that vision. Mm-hmm. So vision boards can definitely be helpful. Mm-hmm. I've done that. Mm-hmm. Matter of fact, it's it's very entertaining. Really, it takes a lot of it can take a lot of time, mm-hmm. but it's getting those pictures of what you want. And once you have that picture, then the next question is, who is the person I have to become in order to fit into that picture? Who is the person I have to become? You see, you can set the goal, but if you aren't willing to become the person that you need to be in order for that goal to be fulfilled, what do you do? You just keep beating up on yourself. So here's... so I think I just quit. (laughs) (laughs) I think think you just made me quit. I'm teasing. No, I get it. So resolutions are a great place to start, but it's it's always the how. And here's another suggestion. Life's going to throw us some pretty big challenges. Mm -hmm. So... Matter of fact, I have a client right now that wants to lose 20 pounds, and I'll just make up his name. I said, well, George, how do you want to go about doing that? Well, I don't really know. I said, well, let's start with something simple. If you want to lose 20 pounds, tell me how you're going to lose one pound. All of a sudden, one pound's a really manageable goal. Isn't that interesting? Uh-huh. So you start with something small. You build some momentum because you accomplish it. And that leads to something bigger. Mm-hmm. So when people say, I want to lose 20 pounds, it's like, well, how am I going to lose one pound? Mm-hmm. And then it's a little bit digestible. But you start building that self-confidence. You want to start somewhere where you can have some achievement. Because if you don't, then you just get discouraged and quit. So, And, and I agree. I mean, I, I can see that because I've, I've done that. I've broken it down into... I'm like, oh, my gosh, I've got to get these two pounds, two pounds out, mm. out of all of them that I have to lose. Mm-hmm. I've got to get these two pounds off because I'm tired of seeing that two. I want to get down to the next zero. Anyway, I, I agree. I agree with that. So the bottom line is if you don't master the small challenges, you don't stand a chance with the bigger ones. Mm. So my suggestion would be to start with something small where you can feel good about yourself. But here's something else, too. And study after study I've determined – how come people don't ever achieve their goals? Mm-hmm. This phrase is very important. The start is what stops most people. The start is what stops most people. Because everybody says, oh, you know what? I'm going to start on Monday. Mm-hmm. I'm going to start on Monday because then I can enjoy the weekend, and then I'm going to start on Monday. And then mm-hmm. Monday comes around, and maybe they've got a breakfast meeting or something, mm-hmm. and they've got some great coffee cake mm-hmm. and bacon and bacon yes. <laughs> you know um but it i know that i do that sometimes too it's like we want a, a definitive point where we can okay i'm gonna do everything i can up until this point and then i'm and then it's you know de- deprivation or whatever but getting over that hurdle to actually get it going first i can see that being a problem well, here's the other hurdle if you think about it we've all talked about setting goals we've all mm-hmm. done this so who is holding me accountable for my workout routine? It's not Christy. It's not Mel. It's me. Mm-hmm. And do-it-yourself accountability really much is pretty – it's not successful most of the time. Right. It's like do-it-yourself heart surgery. You just don't <laughs> see that. 
going on. So it's important to let somebody else know what it is, and this happens so much in coaching, what it is you want to accomplish and be allowed to hold them accountable for that. So if I say to you, Christy, I want to lose 10 pounds by June, mm-hmm. I tell you how I'm going to do it, but I also have to give you permission to question me to where I'm not going to say, well, I just didn't get around to doing it. You know, don't ask me, <laughs> so on and so forth. And it's like, well, then you're pretty worthless. Cause you, you, know, you, you didn't keep your word, you know. Yeah. So, like, is this, like, one of those situations where if I fail, like, you're going to hit me with a big stick or something? Mm-hmm. I mean, I, you know, accountability is such mm-hmm. a huge word. Yeah. And I think so many people have different ways to be held accountable to where it's productive. You know, the way I do it uh, with my clients or even friends or even myself is um, you have to do it with love. Mm-hmm. And you have to seek permission first on how they want to be held accountable. So let's say we're going to start a new marketing process in a company. I'm just giving an example. So do you want me to hold you accountable for what we've talked about? Right. Yes. How would you like me to do that? Ask me specific questions. So I have a client right now who's a doctor. Mm -hmm. So our accountability word for 2020 is energy. Energy. Totally likable. Just a great guy, but very laid back. Bring, he knows he needs to bring a little more energy and enthusiasm. Okay. Does that make sense? Okay. So I will see him Monday. And the first thing I'll say to him, because I have permission to do it, energy. And he will tell me what he's been doing on that and just keep it simple. And then don't sit there. Here's the worst thing we start doing with people. So let's say I want to lose 10 pounds. Mm -hmm. So now I see rather have you do it. I think you'd be nicer to me, Mel, than Christy. So (laughs) it's possible. So, Depending upon the the mood, <laughs> probable. <Yeah. laughs> All right. So I tell you that I am going to lose two pounds, mm-hmm. and I'll see you in two weeks. Okay. So we get together, and you say, Steve, you know, did you lose the two pounds? And I go, no, I didn't. So what is the next word? And this is a deadly word, by mm-hmm. the way, in team building, but a perfectly legitimate word. Okay. Why? You said it. I know. Why? It puts everyone on the defensive. It does. So the better question to ask me is, what got in my way or how am I still planning to accomplish this? So you want to ask what and how. So if you study team building, which you need other people. In other words, think about this. I could not be me here today without you two and Dick Schistler. Isn't that interesting? That is interesting. I could... could, you could not be who you are without Christy, myself, and Dick. But so as you're we, part of the Moxie team. Well <laughs> part of. Part of. Well, today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. That's Keep right. kidding yourself. Mel, why did you say that? I don't know. <laughs> why exactly? No, but uh, anyway, so when you're holding people accountable, it's better when we all mess up to say, well, how do you want to overcome that? Shut up and listen, and then don't give advice. Because when I give advice, what I'm saying is you need to be helped, which means you need to be fixed. And psychologically, that means there's something wrong with you. You're screwed up. Yes. Yeah. So giving accountability is an art form. If it were a science, 
the three of us would sit down, write a book on it, sell mm-hmm. it, and be multimillionaires. Uh, so, of course. So everybody applies it differently. Yeah. Well, and you know, and I, I, I accountability, and I, I, you know, this is such an important part of this whole conversation, and I, I didn't really think about it until you brought it up. But just like setting goals, it's very individualized as far as how accountability is perceived and how it is made effective and how not made effective. Because you can say the right word and it and it not only, okay, well, I'm going to accept the responsibility for this and go forward, but you approach it the wrong way and it can have the absolute reverse effect. Yes, absolutely. So usually a spouse or a close friend is somebody that's it's very difficult for them to do it do it well Mm -hmm. so and going back to uh or or continuing on this what are different ways and i know it's you know for for different individuals it takes on a different definition but what are some different ways to show that accountability obviously asking the what and the how but how how do you identify those like if somebody doesn't know how they're best held accountable Mm -hmm. what what is how do you help determine or help someone determine for themselves how what they're motivate the best way they can be motivated by accountability what you really want to do um we all set goals but what i ask people is what are you tolerating start with something negative by the way a toleration is anything don't smile at me like that because you (laughs) i'm doing it to you i can tell a toleration is anything that drains you of energy or focus Ooh, oh think of that Hmm. so in other words what what is really causing you pain so if I go, what is really causing you pain? Nobody wants to talk about that. But if I say, what is maybe causing you to lose energy or focus? It's amazing how people will open up because the question's just worded differently. Mm-hmm. So the toleration is anything that drains you of energy or focus. So, okay, let's identify what those things are. So recently, uh, matter of fact, had my first coaching meeting of the year on the morning of January 2nd. <laughs> and we were talking about a process within the business. So mm-hmm. what are you tolerating? Okay, is this something we can fix? Is this something, though, if we fix it, you just have an attitude about it where it's not really going to get better because we have to look at our own attitude mm-hmm. about what's going on. So sometimes we fix something and we're still not happy. A great example is when you're a business owner, and I'm thinking of this one I started with, they had seven employees in 2012. They now have 48. Wow. All right. And I get to be along for the ride. I want to be very, very clear. Right. Yet we were talking yesterday, and now he has a management team. So it's like, okay, what are you going to take your fingers off of? Because you can't control everything. <laughs> right. Anymore. You've only got so many fingers. And he knows that, by the way. Mm-hmm. So that's very difficult because you get in a role, and we were talking about this before the show started, you get in a role where things are comfortable, right? Mm-hmm. Well, think about this. In order for you to start and do what you did, Mel, success is an award that's only given to those who are willing to do the uncomfortable. You did the uncomfortable. So anyway, but you have a process. And so since 2012, he's been very, very successful. Mm-hmm. He actually is named National Organization of the Year wow. in his organization. Yet he has to change his behavior in the way he looks at things 
if things are going to continue to grow. So it's just like a constant evolution, just like kind of really yeah. any growth is. It is. But you want to rest, and here's the thing we're very bad at in today's society. Let's say uh, I lose five pounds. I'm supposed to lose two. You go, great, Steve. Okay. You want to do ten originally. So what are you going to do for the next five? We never stop to take the time to celebrate. That's true. And in That's what we need, to celebrate right. more. Yeah. <laughs> no, and I'll tell you what. I have a couple businesses out in the industrial park, mm-hmm. and we now celebrate when we get through an ISO audit like we did last uh, fall. Mm-hmm. This was a 10-month journey. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Yes, and by the way, in the type of business they're in, if you don't pass it, your business shuts down. Ouch. Yes. So in other words, there's a lot on the line. Right. There are other types of audits where that doesn't matter. But when you're in the health-related business, Mm -hmm. not good. So we did that, and it happened. It was supposed to happen in August. It finally happened in November when the auditors came out. It was like everybody. (sighs) And then we celebrated, which is something we hadn't done before. And everybody appreciated that. Because otherwise, you burn out if it's always on to the next thing. So we need to take that pause so one of the reasons we don't accomplish our goals is we're not very good at self-care. Oh, that's very true. You know. And I would say that, you know, a lot of us, um, and I'm not, gonna, I'm not really going to say that women are worse about it than men, but I know we as women, as, as moms and, you know, uh, career women, are really terrible about self-care. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Because, in yeah, our, yeah, yeah. because we've been pre-programmed to think that self-care means being selfish. Yes. Um, or self-centered. Can I jump in there? Absolutely. Absolutely. You Please. Just, yes. Please do. Yeah. So one of your goals for this year, Mel and Christy. Look, I'm writing this down. I want you to write Please it down. Please do. Because this is very important. Mm-hmm. I want you to be selfish. Okay. I'll write it down. So the word selfish has been corrupted. You know what selfish meant in Old English back in the 11th century? No. Self-care. Isn't that interesting? But now it is used as a hammer. Mel, you're being so selfish. So what am I really saying? You're just not doing what I want you to do. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Yeah. So I want you to be selfish. So I actually had somebody last year, this was great, who said, could you do this, this, and this? And all of us get asked to do things with our time. And I do donate. Yes. Like I have a men's shelter I do things for. But, you know, there's a point. And I said, well, no, I really can't. And the lady goes, you're just being so selfish. And I go, thank you. I said, <laughs> I, I said I'm into self-preservation. And she that. just looked at me. Dumbfounded. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I said, I'm into self-preservation. Not bitter. I mean, just like that. And she said, oh, yeah, I get it. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah. so what happened? How did that? How did the the connotation of that Transition. word get so twisted? It, yeah. It's just like, if I may be politically incorrect, please. It's like when I was growing up, I was a gay child. Mm-hmm. Yes. The word "gay" has You're been right. corrupted. Yeah. Yeah. It's not a bad thing, but it's just how in the current the situation. Perception. Right. Well, and I think that that's such an important deal, it, and that is a goal that you and I have you know, I haven't really spoken into fruition, but one of the things that we both know is very important is to take more time to take care of ourselves physically, spiritually, Mm -hmm. mentally, Mm -hmm. um, and emotionally, because we, we do tend to kind of starve ourselves of that, but it's kind of like depriving your brain of oxygen. Something, something's got to give. Exactly. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I can tell you, because 
I am an authority on this, and you two are not. <laughs> Since I am somewhat older than both of you, self-care is very, very important. Yeah, I've started figuring that out because I'm <laughs> older than she is. <laughs> and, um, and it is. It is. And, and you and I had a conversation this morning about that. Mm-hmm. And when you find something that starts working for you and makes you feel mm-hmm. either comfortable, healthy, younger, whatever. I mean, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter what it is. Mm-hmm. You... you uh, Boy, do you feel like you've hit a home run because yes, you know you've not like you've cheated death, but you know it it, it makes a difference in your life. Well, it does, and I think you know to me, you know, in in my brain, complacency is the death of mm-hmm. so many things. You know, mm-hmm. you get complacent in everything, and mm-hmm. but it's it's keeping myself from getting complacent, and and I think the celebration thing is a huge deal. You know, mm-hmm. we kind of talked I about that too. today. You got to celebrate the, every small win because every victory is a victory, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but how do you, you know, and I, and this is part of your role mm-hmm. is what I would think is that you kind of help prevent somebody from getting complacent on their way to achieve that goal. They've decided that they don't want to be complacent. So what's interesting, what you're talking about with complacency is casualness. Mm-hmm. Hmm. We start taking a casual approach to things and we start saying, this doesn't matter, that doesn't matter. And what failure really is is the accumulation of a casual attitude which allows many small errors to occur every day over a period of time, and then it becomes something major. So casualness, here's your phrase for today, casualness leads to casualties. Oh, that's a good one, too. See, this is t- every time Steve is going to speak, I always have my pen and paper because there's always <laughs> going to be these amazing tidbits and statements. Casualness leads, leads to, to casualties. casualties. And by the way, if you aren't progressing, you will never have casualties. It doesn't mean you die. It means you're going to get some nicks and bruises. But if you're not progressing, the worst bruise of all is to really not grow and take advantage of the opportunities that life has to offer. So so you said something a while ago that piqued my interest because of another thought that I had earlier about something else. Mm-hmm. You said... If you're not doing uncomfortable things, whether you're setting goals, you're right. setting goals or not. If you're not doing uncomfortable things, mm-hmm. then you're not succeeding. You you won't have success, uh, consistent success, so to speak. You'll you'll have success, but really, what we're talking about, and I'm so glad you brought that up. You're not going to have that inner fulfillment. Okay. So there's so many people. You see, in the United States, this is the greatest place to be. The problem in the United States is not how to earn well. It's how to live well. Amen. Amen. I'm sorry. That is so good. That is so big. That That is is huge. We have all these opportunities. So actually, money really isn't the big problem. I'm sure you've all seen the studies. If you're making 50,000 a year, of course, family of four and you got other things. Stressors and other family things. But I'm just saying on average, uh, once you're at 50,000 and then you could have 25 million the level of happiness isn't much different right matter of fact some of the there are people who are much happier with less than with more so happiness that leads us into something else people set financial goals which is great but happiness is not an amount happiness is not an amount what price can you put on sitting with somebody you really care about and watching the sunset or having an experience with somebody that is really close to you. So everybody thinks that happiness is about more, and it's not. So I'll give you some examples. Okay. If you have 
It's been shown if you are an unhappy person, this is really interesting. I want you to think about this. Okay. Are you talking an, about like general state uh, of being uh, unhappy? Yeah, yeah. Okay. And you have more money. You see, you're successful on the earning end. Mm -hmm. You now have more opportunities to make yourself miserable because you have the money to do it. And you can keep spending and you stay in that mode. If you are a mean person, and I have an example here on Lake Conroe, mm -hmm. fella had a company, he sold it out in the industrial park. And then he uh, had like a 60 foot yacht down there in Kima. Went on his yacht, I was getting to know him. He had money and that attracted people to him because he had things that you couldn't normally mm -hmm. experience. Mm -hmm. Well. If you're a mean person and you have more money, now you control people and you can become a holy terror in their lives. That's true. I've, I've right. seen that happen. <clears throat> Excuse me. Yeah. So happiness is not an amount. So it was interesting in 2009, Warren Buffett, I don't know if he still does it, but every year used to host two graduate schools of business up at his world headquarters in Omaha, Nebraska with Berkshire Hathaway. And I actually read this article in the Chronicle back then. So Rice University got to go this particular year. Well, you can imagine, as a graduate business student, you're getting flown up to... It's a huge wow. deal. And you're, yeah. you're going to get to meet right. with Warren Buffett. Yeah. So in the morning, he had rented a bus, and he took them around. You know, They got to see his neighborhood. They got to see the house he's lived in since 1965. Mm -hmm. They got to see his, what, three-year-old Dodge pickup truck but they were all waiting for the afternoon when they were gonna to get to sit down with Mr. Buffett and find out how to become rich, how to become wealthy. So even the ladies commented, the girls, he took them to his favorite steakhouse that's been around for like 40 years. He went and opened the door for them. You know, manners, mm -hmm. everything else. But now afternoon comes and they're gonna sit down. And the first question was, well, how did you become so wealthy, so successful? And he said, I want you to remember this. Success is getting what you want, but happiness is wanting what you get. If you don't want what you get, then you have no true success. Well, that's just really profound. <laughs> I feel guilty for some reason. No. Like I haven't appreciated everything I've gotten. You're right. Yeah. So all of us are going to have some unhappiness. Of it's course, that's right. Sure. Because we have tolerations. When I was talking about mm -hmm. tolerations earlier. Drains your focus you, you, and energy. You're right. So we all have them, okay? Matter of fact, I had a client, a prominent home builder here on Lake Conroe. We worked together for about four years. And so his first assignment, you were talking about accountability. So we go in. I mean, he's having challenges with uh, too much payroll. He's having some other challenges in implementation. He's got a great reputation, but he's, he's frantic because he's the one that's always plugging all the holes. And so I asked him, I said, well, what is, what is something you really tolerate? Let's just start with something. Just name something. And he goes, my toothbrush. And it's like, your toothbrush? I mean, this is somebody who's well-known. Right. He got my toothbrush. I said, so what's the situation with your toothbrush? He said, well, you know, he lives in Walden with his wife. And he said, I have it down in my drawer and I interrupted him I said it's down in your drawer and you fumble around to get it all the time and 
He said, yeah, yeah, that's it. You know, and so I go through all this other stuff. So I said, do you have like a little tray or something? He said, yeah, but there's other things in the tray too. So I said, and he was very good artistically. I said, could you draw me a design of the bathroom? <coughs> I said, first of all, you and your wife share mm-hmm. it. Yeah. All right, good. There are two sinks, right? Well, she's an interior designer. He likes to have his toothbrush in a stand, not an electric toothbrush, mm-hmm. up on the counter. She goes, that's not good for the feng shui. <laughs> so, so anyway, I said, so you're good with your hands and everything else. I said, uh, let's see if we can come up with a solution to this. So I said, what is the depth of the drawer that you have there? He said, oh, it's about like this. So I said, you could build a stand. It's a wood drawer, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. It's a custom wood drawer, of course. Of you know. course. I said, so you could build a stand, put your toothbrush inside there, and therefore it's not on the, the counter. And he goes, that's a great idea. So I said, what would you like your first coaching assignment to be? He said, I'm going to build that toothbrush stand. I love it. So anyway, I'll come back two weeks later. Oh, my gosh, the energy has changed. I mean, he's just radiating. He goes, Over a toothbrush. Yeah, he goes, my wife was really skeptical of this coaching stuff. <laughs> she doesn't ever want me to quit. <laughs> it's great. He said, I built the stand. But then the other thing is, I didn't tell you this, Steve, but we haven't been able to park our cars in the garage for 25 years. I cleaned out half the garage. She goes, what's going on with you? I love it. You know. So, and it was all about starting with something small. You start working up to the big things. So his next assignment, wow. over, over, this all happened the first month. We got the toothbrush taken mm-hmm. care of. Then we got the garage cleaned out. And then he had the confidence and momentum, and we got into the business. That is really, um, wow. And that makes so much sense. Yes. Yeah. And because I just, we all have toothbrushes. <laughs> mm-hmm. Exactly. You know? Exactly. And I just sat here thinking of, Oh, my gosh, if I started with that, that's what I did with that. And that's the reason I went on to finish that. And I couldn't get that done for three months. But once I got that little thing done, mm-hmm. I did it in mm-hmm. within 30 minutes of finishing the other. It, that's brilliant. I'm sorry. That's just brilliant. Well, and I, it, because, uh, you know, <clears throat> some, some obstacles seem, like you were saying, so huge. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, it's, and you think, okay, well, i got to start something small Mm -hmm. but sometimes it's hard to figure out what that something small is usually it's sitting right in front of us and i wish i had a stapler here and a scotch tape dispenser do you do you have one okay it's going to be easier for you mel to picture this but when i moved into my house in 2005 i um, have an office area but i need to use the windowsill so i put the uh, stapler right here Mm -hmm. and the scotch tape dispenser right here well we all know that you have to staple the upper left hand corner of course so what always got in the way the scotch tape dispenser right because of how i had it there this is my own true story i knew this okay this went on for over six months and and yet you still kept everything in its place oh yeah Mm because i'm one of those ones that's in its place (laughs) i have my weaknesses right (laughs) And finally, one day, I said, this is ridiculous. Switched them. Mm-hmm. It took less than two seconds. It that toleration was gone. Then I remember I said, okay, I'm going to now paint the back door. 
I'm going to do it. And it's just incredible. I love that. That's hilarious. So we all have what I call our little motivated idiocies. Mm -hmm. And like I like to say, you know, motivation alone is not enough. So when it comes to setting goals, motivation alone is not enough. If you have an idiot and motivate them, now you have a motivated idiot. (laughs) (laughs) So if you're hurtling down the wrong path, sometimes maybe one of your goals this year would be to learn more about... uh, yourself and what's going on you need more education to turn you around you don't need more motivation <laughs> right yeah. wow i'm sitting here right now going where's my tooth what's my toothbrush yeah i have a lot of toothbrushes <laughs> yeah little little things little, little things. things um little things that could probably make a really big impact but it's mm-hmm. like trying to figure out where to start yep. do you know the discussion we had about these yes so you know i was actually going to bring that up too okay um so I, I, I think it's our toothbrush. Is what well, I was you know, I, I so I made a conscious effort this year to have my 2020 day planner um, before the year ended, before right. 2019 ended, because I wanted to be prepared. Mm-hmm. Felt like I was starting. It was a big deal to me. I knew what I wanted in my head, mm-hmm. and I went to Office Depot, mm-hmm. and they did not have exactly what I wanted. So instead of buying a $40 planner, I spent $80 and built the planner that I wanted that I feel like I'm most functional with. I, I, I celebrated that. I've shown everybody has seen my planner. It, I have made a huge deal about it because to me, that was a huge victory. Because in my mindset, this is what's going to make me the most productive. Great. But now it's like, great, I've got this planner. And I have a great place for my to-do list. And I've got a schedule. But it doesn't make me get my things done. (laughs) (laughs) It helps me plan for it. So it's, you know, and it's not that I'm not motivated. It's almost like you were saying. It's like I'm trying to eat the whole loaf of bread instead of doing it one bite at a time. So, Christy, I don't know if you remember way, way back, and I haven't done it with you, Mel, but we did a communication survey. Do you yes, remember? I do. I All still, right. in fact, I still have, I have every piece of scratch paper that I have taken notes on in our discussions. Well, thank you. Because it means that wow. much to me. I mean, it yeah. really does. All right. So, Christy's pattern. All right. Here's how Christy works <laughs> best. Christy is like the butterfly. Mm-hmm. The butterfly knows that it has these flowers to pollinate, but you don't tell the butterfly what order to do it in. Otherwise, the butterfly starts feeling restricted and constricted. Oh my gosh, that is so, that is so her. <laughs> it is. And so somebody like me who, uh, don't fall asleep because this is going to be dull, who likes A, B, or one, two, three, Christy can go one, ten, four, five. And I'm sitting there going, you're driving me nuts. You know, what about two? Don't worry, I'll get to two. This is so true. This is so true. I'm about as spontaneous as a shuttle launch. I mean, I lead my life life 10, 9, 8, 7, 6. Christy, it might be 2, 10, 4. Is there anything in between? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because, like... I'm more like that. Yes, both. but not. But she's really like that. Right. I mean, that is really. Some her. people. I think there are other labels for that. <laughs> not so pleasant as butter. We, we could do yours, but I actually do it in my companies to learn how people like to communicate. Mm-hmm. So guess where the most friction generally occurs when you have two people have the same pattern? They end up competing. Hmm. Now you can, in a work situation, because you have structure and guidelines, 
if there's somebody who's different, who's kind of obnoxious but still being productive, that's great. So what Christy needs more than anything else, she needs to be put in a really good process where she has accountability points along the way. Now, what's interesting, let's say if you were into interior decorating, I could walk in with you to a place. She verbally could tell me down to the detail what needs to be done. Her vision of detail is absolutely incredible. But don't ask, her, don't ask her to write it down. That's true. And, and the thing is, you need somebody else. That, this is how we work as a team. Mm -hmm. Likewise, if I walked in and I'm doing this, this, and Christy's going, God, it's like dragging my fingernails down a chalkboard. <laughs> it's so true. Stop, Steve, stop. You know, um, but that's what I need, okay, if I'm the one who's in charge. Then after I have everything laid out, I'm more than willing to listen to all your things. But if you come at me at the wrong time, which is not your fault or mine, right? or if I come at you at the wrong time, which isn't my fault or yours, then we have this dissonance, this friction. So have you ever had people that you like and respect, but you somehow feel that the communication never connects? Oh, yes. That's what's going on. Well, and, and so it's finding that way to be able to communicate with those two different styles mm -hmm. um, that I think is, is some of the biggest hurdles and some of the biggest sources of conflict mm -hmm. uh, that occur in relationships with people that you like, that you respect, that right. you think the absolute world of. Mm -hmm. So how do, you, how do you bridge that gap? Like, how can I make myself make sense to you? The thing is, we have to, first of all, have self-awareness of what's going on. And I'm going to say something right now because I'm the one who's talking. It's virtually impossible to see yourself when you're in the picture. Isn't that interesting? <laughs> yes. So right now, I'm communicating mostly with you. The only way I can get a mirror image to find out how I'm really doing is I have to be very sensitive to what your facial expressions are, what yours are, and what's going on, and then process that. So one of the things, because I like to explain things, and you will catch me doing this, I will say, am I talking too much? Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Because, mm -hmm. it's because not you're that, conscious of that. I'm conscious of that with certain people. If I'm with an engineer, I can talk forever. You know, <laughs> yeah. If I'm with a C, I have accountants, CPAs as clients, mm -hmm. you can talk, talk forever. But somebody like you, and both of you, and I think you too, you both like motion, you mm -hmm. both like movement. Yes. Yep. I knew when I came in here today, okay, that it needs to be entertaining, engaging, and it needs to move. Right. right? <laughs> and, that, and that's it. You know what I mean? And then our chemistry is going to be much better. Right. Then if I say, well, I think, you know, you need to start with your major goals here in 2020, and then you make <laughs> the details. And be and like, Christy's mm -hmm. looking at Mel. Mel's looking at Christy. Oh my gosh! You know, <laughs> nap time isn't until tonight. You know, yeah, but. exactly. Wow. So, okay, I, it's amazing what an hour can accomplish. I know exactly, and exactly what I was thinking. Can we do this again next week, though? Because <laughs> I got a million questions. Well, but I think I think this is a good plan, and I think uh, for a lot of people that hear life coach or business coach mm -hmm. um they, they don't know what that means you know yeah. and and i think this has been like a really good illustration of that it, well it is because people say <clears throat> you're a business coach and i said well yes but I'm, it also goes into life because ultimately if your business is your life and your life is your business you've really failed 
That's very true. Because so, we, because we all I, work to live, not no, live no. to work. Right. And the thing is, when we're self-employed, which is what you mm-hmm. and I are looking at, yeah. that happens. Okay, yeah, it does. But we get to make choices that people who are employed don't get to make. Yes. So yes, I think we tend to be very, very hard on ourselves. But uh, I think it's important to find people that will give you unconditional love. So this is two thousand six, and. I started in business coaching, and nobody knew what that was. Mm-hmm. And it's been kind of fun to watch yeah. right. everything that's come along, and you have the franchises, and all, they all have value. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I got to be on the Dick Alford Radio Hour down. This is when 610 Radio, which is now sports yes. radio, was business radio 610. I remember that. So anyway, he had two guests on for his hour. I was in the first half hour. And anyway, the first... 10 or 12 minutes until the commercial break, he threw me some softball questions. Then we go on the break, and I want you to picture this. He said, Steve, I don't want you to take this personally. Well, as soon as somebody says that. You're going to take it personally. You know, and you feel the sweat. Mm -hmm. He says, I threw you some softball questions. But he said, when we come back, I'm going to give you some questions that are going to make you squirm. But I want you to know it's not personal. Well, you know, everything's personal. True. So, of course, I'm just freaking out, like, what's going to happen? And anybody who's done a radio interview knows, um, actually, very often we're sitting closer than we are Mm -hmm. right now. So, anyway, comes back on and goes, I'd like to welcome back Steve Scott, the Houston business coach. And remember, you don't know if there are five people listening or 50,000, but it doesn't matter. I'd like to welcome back Steve Scott, the Houston business coach. And Steve, in two sentences or less, tell me what makes for successful business coaching. And he does this. <laughs> like, gotcha. I'm like on the 10th floor in Greenway Plaza. And I'm looking out over and it's like, can I jump? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. And, I, and you, as you all know, when you're looking for words, you kind of look up. You look, it's like, come on, where are they? Mm-hmm. And I look back at him and I said, unconditional love. Unconditional love? And he's looking for the words. He didn't know what to say. And I said, what that means is nobody needs to be fixed. Nobody needs to be helped. But everyone needs unconditional support. And after the show was over, he said, that was just absolutely amazing. He said, I thought I had you. And I said, I didn't try to turn it around on you Mm -hmm. on purpose. But he said, I just didn't know what to do with that. He said, thanks for bailing me out. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Uh, that is, so, Steve. Okay, uh, this is. I, I'm. I'm like, yeah, in yeah. a state of awe. He always does this to me though, because if you know Steve and, and you see him around, he's one of the nicest guys you'll meet, and he knows just about everybody. And he's. You're always so pleasant. You're always so laid back. You know, and but then you come out with these profound statements and insights that I don't even see sometimes. Um, and I think that that's what makes your role so important so for anybody that's looking for some clarity that needs some coaching what is their what is the best way for them to reach you normally i wouldn't say this but i i trust that you have just top quality listeners of course <laughs> you know hand selected with, with superior and the like yes of course my cell phone <laughs> <laughs> or they can find you through facebook 
They can find me on Facebook. They can find me at my website, mm-hmm. www.thehoustonbusinesscoach.com. The Houston, the Houston, Houston Business Coach. Yes.com. Yes. Okay, well, we will, put, we will add that to our yes. um, little thingy at the end. You know, our that thingy, thingy at the end. <laughs> She's um, such a communicator. So <laughs> Melanie's been sitting here, and I don't know if you've noticed, but I have. She is very frustrated. No, no. She's had this rubber band, and oh, she wants to know what to do with it. Yes, because she doesn't. So I know. want you to hold this up so the audience can, because we'll finish up with this. The yes. rubber band. How much? How much time do we have left? Oh, All right. Oh, All perfect. Right. All right. So to have your best year yet in 2020, the operative word is stretch. And you see what Melanie's doing with this rubber band. And this is from John Maxwell's The 15 Laws of Inevitable Growth. And the law of the rubber band is my favorite one because I believe it's so true. Okay. If you think about it, the only reason you buy a rubber band is to stretch it. But until it is stretched, now keep stretching. The only reason <laughs> you have a strong hand. Yes, you are. The only, only reason, uh, the only way it has value is when it's stretched. Isn't that interesting? Uh, very. And the thing is, when you stretch a rubber band, it can hold more things together. So what does this mean for us in our business and life? Growth holds more things together, stretching to do when extra things. we decide to grow, learn, and develop, we're going to stretch, and we're saying we're not going to be the same today as we were yesterday. Now, what's interesting, rubber bands, and this is news to you, Melanie, come in all different sizes, shapes, and colors. <laughs> and, and some can stretch more than others as well. Yeah. And I love the really colorful ones, yeah. the red ones and the blue ones. And the, uh, now, we as human beings come in all different sizes, shapes, and colors. Yes, we do. But we're all of the same value until we are stretched. So what are we going to do about this here in 2020? Are we going to grow, learn, develop, and stretch ourselves so we can be of greater value and benefit to others? Are you going to be the rubber band that sits in the box on the shelf? Or are you going to get out and stretch? Because when you do, you can benefit more people, hold more things together, and grab more of the opportunities that life has to offer. That's how to have your best year yet in 2020. Wow. So profound. I know. We need we need music. Here. I'm sorry. We just really do. <laughs> I, uh, Steve, I can't thank you enough for coming in today. Thank you. You are uh, awesome. for being thank you here. For having you me. Really if you awesome. are looking for a way to get some clarity and, and find where you need to go and how to get there, because it's all about the how, right? Mm-hmm. Um, go check out the Houston Business Coach. Um, get to know Steve if you see him around. Introduce yourself. I promise you, he really is one of the nicest guys around. He might make you see some things about yourself that <laughs> don't need to be fixed, but need but could use some direction maybe. Um, and support. And, uh, support. and unconditional support. That's gonna. I think that's our word for the year. Unconditional, unconditional love. love. Mm-hmm. Unconditional love. All right. I'm good. And. <clears throat> We, we're, we're going to need to hire Steve. I know. Okay. Yeah, like, like today. Yeah. Goal number one. Goal number one. <laughs> yes. Well, thanks, everybody, for turning in to Toast of the Town. We didn't Our even take a break today. I know. I know. But, I, I mean, I, I, couldn't I just stop. blinked and it was over. I know. <laughs> um, but we're going to have um, a guest on next week. We're going to be talking about the Metro Go Texan Committee, some of the great things that it's doing the com- in the community and some great events that are going to be coming up. Um, so we will look forward to, um, to bringing that to everyone. And make sure that you like 
and follow the Moxie Innovative page on Facebook because that way you know who's coming on. Exactly. exactly. I know. And I think whenever we start with Steve, we're going to have to do like a transitional year of growth and how we can grow and change. Exactly. Stretch. Exact Stretch. Stretch. All right. Listen, it's been fun. It has been fun. Steve, thanks Steve, again thank for coming you. in. Thank you, ladies. We, we love you to pieces. Um, and also be on the lookout for, for Steve's book. It is um, Wings to Fly. Wings to Fly. It's a great uh, motivational tidbit every single day, which I also get off your Facebook page too, because I do like and follow you on Facebook. So make sure you tune in. If you're out and about in the Conroe area, you're getting this. <laughs> tune in to 104.5 and 106.1 yeah. FM. This is Christy and Mel, Toast of the Town. Here's Happy to, New Year, everybody. Here's to 2020.